Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a special guest, the one and only Barry Swanson with Train Hard, Win Big. What's going on, Barry? How are you doing today? Doing fine today. How are you? Always good. Always good on this end. Look, we appreciate you being here, and we're excited to have you on. But before we dive in to the nitty-gritty of what you have going on, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people, and what made you get started in the first place? Um, when I was young, I always wanted to have a health spa. Jacqueline Wayne was my hero. Um, and I started lifting weights in ninth grade, eighth grade, because I wasn't very good at football, right? And um, I learned that by getting stronger, it improved everything that was going on in, in my in playing football, throwing the shot put, throwing the discus. Um, one thing I knew I wanted to be a gym teacher. So I went to college, played football, um, and I majored in health and phys ed, all right? But I knew that ultimately I wanted to own a gym, all right? So um, got a job right out of college and started, I was working with juvenile delinquents, but then again, we were a school and I started coaching um, track and field. And uh, after years of doing that and being very successful, people started asking me to train their kids. So the people I worked with, so I started training their kids. Then I had adults ask me to start training them, so I started training them. Um, so back in 2007 is when um, I was no longer was at that school, um, and I finally opened a gym. I was renting space at a different place. Um, and one of my client's father owned a building and he, and he rented me some space. So I, I've been renting the same facility now for, I want to say 15 years. Um, it, it, it's been my passion. I didn't do this to make a lot of money. Um, I'm not, I'm not here to tell people how to make a lot of money. If, if you don't like training people and if you're not into what you're doing, that's not why I'm on this podcast. Right? I do what I do because I love what I do and I try to help people. All right. Um, as long as I make enough money to pay my bills, that that's what's going on. All right. So I don't know if that kind of goes against why I'm on this podcast or not, um, because I'm not your normal gym. I'm not your normal person. Um, I'm not a big proponent of the of the big gyms, other than the fact that if you can pay 30 bucks a month and go to that gym for 30 bucks a month, go ahead and do it. All right, but someone's got to teach you what the hell you're doing sooner or later. Yeah, 100, percent 120, percent and I agree. I think uh, one thing that you did mention that I, I want to highlight is you know obviously you have to be this in the right, for the right reasons, right? You have to have that care for your clients, not just financial gratification. And that's true. So definitely not going against anything. But it's totally fine. And so let's dive a little bit deeper here, right? Let's dive a little bit deeper into the gym. So how many how many clients are you guys at currently? How many clients do I have right now? Yeah. 
probably 60. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so I'll use myself as the avatar here. So Barry, if I, I came in and I'm like, listen, Barry, I'm ready to rock. I want to get started today. Let's do it. Uh, what would I then have to pay to become an active client? It depends what you want to do. So you're an adult. So your adult training is eight sessions for $260. All right. Sessions are an hour and a half long. But you got to understand, I'm not a one-on-one -on -one guy. Uh, you're going to come in and learn what the hell's going on and learn how to train yourself. All right, and I'm going to tell you what to do and watch what you're doing. But you're going to be mixed right in with my athletes, with what's going on. No, you're not going to do the same thing as them. Um, and, and it all and it depends on your goals. You know, what I mean, do you want to? Do you want? Are you coming in just to lose weight and get healthy? Are you coming in because? you compete in CrossFit and you want to get better at that? Or are you coming in because you have a heart issue? Whatever. It, de it depends what's going on. You know what I mean? That determines how I do that. I also have a class in the morning, which is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's called Suck It Up class. It's an hour-long class where we do high-intensity interval training combined with weight training. Um, and that's an adult class I have. Most of the people are older, let me say between 45 and, and, and 55, let me say that. Um, but younger people, I can challenge them to, um, I don't know, does that answer your question? Yeah. 260 bucks for eight sessions, all right? Some people charge $100 for one half hour session. That's ridiculous, all right? That, that's what the hell can you get out of a half an hour? Nothing. Um, the class is a hundred dollars for four weeks. So you get four weeks, you miss a class that's on you. You miss it. That's three classes a week for four weeks. So that's pretty cheap. Gotcha. No, yeah, hundred percent. And so for you, Barry, I mean, knowing that you work with predominantly athletes, what has been the best practice to finding new clients? Word of mouth. I have, I have busted my ass trying to, First of all, all, all the social media stuff drives me nuts. Um, I don't have time to do all that, but I do it. Not much. I don't do a good job of it either. And I'm not paying someone to do it because I'm not getting clients from it. I get clients from word of mouth. Um, this, this kid's doing great in his sport or he couldn't walk and chew gum. And the next thing you know, he's, he's starting on his team. And... Um, he tells his buddy or his parents say, what, where's he going? You know what I mean? And that, and that has been without a doubt. So the most important thing that's going on in my business is the relationships I develop with the parents and the kids. All right. Um, without that relationship and without them trusting me with what I'm doing, then I'm, then I'm not going to have any success at all. Yeah, 100%. I think that's, that's the biggest thing, right? It's the trust and the value they're receiving. So I think the fact that you hit the right of the head, it's awesome. And so now, let's say this, right? Let's take, a, let's take a step back from clients here and talk to me about the client journey, right? So if I came in and you know, maybe I'm not ready to rock just yet, but I'm like, hey, like, Barry, like, talk to me. Like, what would I get if I came in? Walk me through that that from being interested to then being sold my package to then being onboarded. What does that process look like for you? 
Okay, and now here I go again. I I, I am not going to go way out of my way to get you. I, I don't. If you don't want to do it, don't come in here. People come in all the time and say, well, what, what do you offer adults? And I say, this is what I offer the adults. And when they leave, I said, it was nice seeing you because I ain't going to see you again. Because they all <laughs> say they're coming back and they don't come back. I'm not chasing after anybody. All right? I am not a salesman in that way. I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm here to do. You either want to do it or you don't want to do it. All right? So I'm not like, I'm not this guy at the health spa that's trying to sell you this package this upsell deal. I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. My, my job is to train you, whether you're an adult or an athlete, and, and provide you the best service possible. If you're not in, and, and, and the other thing is, over the years, I, I, I used to try to do what, what you're talking about, right? It was a waste of time. It's a waste of time. I'm not going to spend a half an hour trying to convince you why you should come. I don't have time for that. I got people I got to train on the floor. So I'm not, all right? People come in, I give them a pamphlet. I'm telling you, this is what I offer. I can help you, you know, but the majority of people, when it comes to fitness, they think they're ready to go. Then they're not ready to go. They're not ready to make a commitment, all right? So and I'm sorry, I, I, you know, I'm not. No, it's not right. guy. Like you either gonna do it or you're not gonna do it. And I don't have time to waste. I'm not chasing after you. No. Yeah, no, I don't blame you on that. I don't blame you because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, it seems like you're a one man team, right? So at the end of the day, your priorities have to be justified, right? And I think that's 100 yeah. percent true. So now, um, that's great. I think that's great. I think that's totally fine. So now, let me ask you this, um, Barry. I think this is kind of a a good way to kind of open your eyes and, and, and see where, you know, almost, almost kind of like put you in, in the hot seat, right. And kind of switch the tables here and almost reflect on yourself. So um, it's a little bit of a long winded question. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. So um, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Barry, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, what was the first one you said again? Uh, lead generation. So getting people to be interested. Probably that. I mean, if I, if I spent more time on my uh, social media and doing videos and all that stuff, um, that would give me, if I, if I was better at that, um, that would probably improve and, and make the whole thing simpler, but I don't have time. I mean, I, remember what I said, I said, as long as I have enough, all right, I'm not, I'm a small operation, all right, so I don't know, I'm not, I don't, I'm probably not, it, it depends what, type of person you're you're trying to talk to on this podcast you know what i mean i'm, I'm not going to help a big gym owner all right because i'm not a big gym owner all right i'm not interested in that all right yeah. oh. um client retention is, is that comes from the people developing the trust in me but at the same time seeing results 
all right? And I got kids that come in sometimes right away. I know this kid ain't, he ain't coming much, all right? So he's going to end up doing half the sessions and not come because he's lazy, all right? And he, and he don't want to do the work. You know what I mean? So um, then I get some other kids. They're going to come forever. And the, the funny thing about this is that 90% of the time, your best kids, the best athletes are the ones that do the least because they were just born genetically gifted. They're lazy, all right? They're straight up lazy. Then I get these kids that they're not that gifted at all. They may just be average or even below average, but they're ready to do anything you tell them. <laughs> so yep. you're playing in between all that. Yeah, so. I think I was one of those guys. I was definitely one of those guys. I'll tell you that, man. I it was not genetically gifted by any means, but definitely the hardest worker in the room. I'll give you that, Perry. I love that mentality. And so one last question for you, Barry, before we sign out here. Um, you know, for you, what's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long term? Uh, I don't know. That's that's changed over the years. Um, I think I, I for years I wanted to have an Olympian. Um, I mean, it, it, see, here's something we haven't even talked about. I train a bunch of kids specifically for track and field. Um, I also coach a track and field team. All right, so. Um, and I've had NCAA champions. I've had high school national champions <clears throat> in different events. So the goal has always been to have a an Olympian, all right, or or also have people play professional sports, which I, which I do have some. I I have that, all right. Um, and I have a pro boxer right now that came back to me, and that that's a long story, but. Um, I, I'm, and once again, it ain't about the money thing. It's about producing somebody that ends up being in the NBA, someone ends up being a pro boxer, someone ends up competing at the world level, which I've had several of them. Um, <clears throat> you know what? It, sorry to say this, but, because, but it's about, it's about winning, dude. You know that it's about winning. All right, so if you were an athlete and you were determined, it's about it's a, it's all about winning. No, no matter, look, every kid does not deserve a trophy. All right, period. I could talk about that for a half an hour. You deserve a trophy when your team wins or you win. We've taught kids over the years that oh, just join it and and you're going to get a no. That that's not. I, I'm not. You don't just get a trophy, dude. I agree. You know what I mean? You need to work your ass off and become good and win to get a trophy. So the society today has hampered and babied kids to just think that you you get something for nothing. You get nothing out of life for free. Even though lately people have been getting a whole lot of stuff for free. All right. So we're not, that's not, that is not life. You have to work hard. You get what you put into something. All right. So that, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and with these kids I get, they learn a lot of life lessons in the gym. Because I scream and yell and, and whatever, and we laugh and, 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 and we get it done. And I pull them up on all their stuff. You know what I mean? And if mom says, 
hey, I wish you could get him to clean his bedroom. I said, oh, don't worry. His bedroom's going to be clean. I get kids to start getting it, getting it together. You know what I mean? That that's my that's. I'm trying to help people, not just in in their. So I said this whole thing about success, but then again, I'm trying to help kids learn how to live life and 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 what it takes to be successful. All right? I agree. I agree. I think you're developing champions. You're developing discipline, right? And that's only going to come with a mentality that that you can implement, and also to grow that thick skin. So. You know what, Barry, I think it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Barry, please shout out anything you have, your website, your Instagram, Facebook, anything you have. Where you, where can people find out more about you and the gym? Uh, Instagram is trainard one big Barry Swanson. My website is www.trainardonebig.com. I mean, if you just That's Google trainard one big it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up. All right? We'll find you. I that, love That's it. what's going to happen. Right, right I there, the logo. There we go. Yeah, one, really right appreciate there. it. <laughs> and I appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to see what you can accomplish down the road. To everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your gym within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners and fitness pros changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Here and Zen Fitness and Physio in Port St. Lucie, Florida, Janine Chamberlain. Thanks for being out with us. Thanks, Dominic. Uh, you are very welcome. Got a lot to cover. I want to jump into it. So... Give us the overview. What is Here and Zen all about? Oh boy, um, Here and Zen is so much more than just a uh, local garage gym. Um, lots of background for me, but um, 26 years in the industry. Um, I do small group training classes. I do private one-on-one nutrition, physiology. I get to the crux of someone's medical conditions, wean them off of medicine if need be. Um, I, I take on a full encompassing uh, journey with somebody. Yeah, it's definitely above and beyond the general scope when people think of a, quote, personal trainer. Um, It's not just walking people through exercises. And we'll dig into some of those things a little bit more deeply. Right now, the most of your clientele, you are serving in person, and you've got an attached garage that you've transformed into your primary location for doing training, correct? That's correct. And then maybe 30-ish percent, you also have an online platform. So you're able to train people remotely or in some combination. Whether you're in China or New York City, depending on the time zone, I can get you. (laughs) Time zones can be a killer, but I'm I'm glad that you realized that. So, all right, we're going to dig into a little bit more of that, but let's go back into the history. You're, you know, 26 years in the business and 
as you said off the air, this is really the the only thing that you or the main thing that you've done professionally. But a little bit of a background before that, you were a dancer, and then that led to you get into fitness. So give us some of the the background and the highlights. Sure. Um, I was six years old when I started in um, the industry, fitness, dance, musical theater, whatever you want to call it, entertainment industry. Um, I worked in Italy for a while for the Air Force Base of Aviano, teaching um, the women, children and um, families abroad fitness and healthy lifestyles. Um, I was in 1996, the one of the leads in Rent. I was Maureen Johnson. Um, and I had an injury that ended my career. Um, I did a fan kick and I went down, I tore my piriformis and my psoas. And I was told I needed some surgery and I would never have the range of motion that I initially had. Well, I didn't swallow that too well. I decided to uh, delve a little bit deeper and do my own physical therapy. You know, uh, with Pilates apparatus, through physiology, I really filled a void. Um, first of all, I didn't need the surgery. Second of all, my range of motion now is better than it ever was then years ago. Um, and I didn't go back into theater and into dance. I decided to take that education that I learned um, and to pass that on to others and try to help other people. And that's what fueled all of this. All right. So you started your training business while you were still in the New York, New Jersey area, but roughly 20 years ago, relocated to Florida. You've been training people in person since then. At has it been um, since you've been there in Florida? Did you come and have your own studio right away? Were you working in box gyms? You're working in other gyms. Like, what's the progression been like? A little bit of everything. But when I first came down, um, I came down working at small little gyms at first, just getting my feel for where I wanted to be in Florida. Because I did, I started in South Beach, which is the tip, and then I worked my way all the way up north until I found out where I wanted to be. Um, not long after I worked for, um, and I don't know if I can say the names on here or not, but sure, you can I, I, I was the, okay. I was the regional director for LA fitness and I brought, um, 37 clubs to the South Florida market. We didn't have any in South Florida. My home base was California. So it was a lot of travel, a lot of work. Um, and I did that for quite a long time when, when I realized that there was no more creativity involved for me, you know, their whole idea of things shifted and they wanted things to be very cookie cutter, I decided that it wasn't the place for me. So I stepped down. When I stepped down, I worked out of country clubs in Palm Beach. Country clubs being your, you know, one percenters, you know, people that own your sports um, teams, um, your um, sports announcers, all of your professional golfers. I have a handful of, I have a pretty decent resume of people that I've, I've worked with um, over the years, but that really allowed me to be my own boss. Um, that gave me my first look at, okay, it doesn't have to be very structured and um, planned out. I can work with people as an individual. It didn't have to be a cookie cutter type program. And that's where I really, I think I, everything soared for me. I, I wanted to touch people from where they were and, and help them and meet them at where, where their needs were. So, okay, so that grew into you eventually having uh, just one location brick and mortar studio of your own. Yes. Well, prior to that, I was out of, I was considered an independent contractor. So my own business, but not my own facility. I was renting space and I did that out of four different places. So I was running all over the place. And as, as wonderful as that was, because I could see so many more people, it was exhausting and I couldn't spend that time that I needed with the clients that needed me the most. So that morphed into two locations first. Not okay. one, I went right away into two. <laughs> right away into two. So 
with that, at that point, was it still just you? Did you ever have any other trainers under you? I did. I did. Okay. I had 16 trainers underneath me um, between the two locations. And then I also, um, there is quite a bit of a circuit since we're um, very, we have snowbirds. We are, we are very, I'm going to say six months out of the year, people are here the rest they leave. So seasonal would be the word that I use. Um, we're very seasonal. So I had a bunch of hotels that I had classes going on and I had people that were just teaching classes for me. And those were not personal trainers, but that was a whole nother aspect of the business as well. So I was everywhere in South Florida. Wow. Okay. So did that phase of the business lead up to right before pre-pandemic or were there any other big um, steps between running that, which has had a lot going on and kind of things leading up to moving, moving to where you are now into the home gym. That was, that was the last step. The last step was working like crazy all over the place. Um, you know, ha well, having people run all over the place and having, a, you know, employee staff underneath, um, to this. So, yeah. Okay. So you, like you said, you have people running all over the place, staffing different locations. You're still seeing clients, but through, you know, some, some things that weren't COVID related, you started looking at online training, how you could serve clients, not have to be in the same place at the same time. So you had a leg up from that aspect. You started looking at the technological side of servicing clients online before the world came to a halt. I did two years prior, um, long story without getting into too much detail. Um, I had a daughter, my daughter was not well and we had to seek out different hospitals and doctors throughout the country. So I had to travel. That doesn't mean that my job and what I'm doing for people in, in the term of uh, really helping um, had to end. So I had to find a way really quickly to continue to service them and still be able to be mobile enough to travel. So we started the online. Um, this virtual through FaceTime, through Zoom, however we could, we found a way. And it was pretty successful. You know, there was a lot of resistance at first because people, it was new to them. They didn't really understand it. Um, the demographic at the time was a little older. But as soon as we got them over that hurdle or I got them over that hurdle of, I'm still here, it's still me, we're one-on-one. -on -one. I'm gonna tell you that my online didn't stop. It in fact propelled because they found out, whoa, I can be in my pajamas in my living room and not have to be face-to-face -face with you. So some of those clients, even though they live 30 minutes away, they're still seeing me three times a week online. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's amazing how one of the things that some people were embracing before the pandemic and in, in other aspects of business always have been recognized. People will pay for various forms of convenience. Of course. And one of those is no matter how awesome you are to train in person, you might still be 10, 20, 30 minutes away. So I have to get up. And if I'm going to face the world, I, I might not just roll out of bed and get in the car and have some people see me and then I got to go work out and then I got to, you know, shower and drive home or drive home, then shower, whatever the case may be. There's a huge convenience factor. And if you can execute it in a way where somebody says like, this basically feels the same, except it's way better for me. Yes. Those same people, and, and you see it, right? You're dealing or have dealt with enough high-end, you know, high-income people who can pay for great personal training that the thing that they want more than anything in their life is time and convenience. You know, and I can't, I can't really mention names. Uh, however, um, it's gotten to the point where if someone's getting ready to play for the Honda Classic, being my client, 
I don't have to travel. I can't travel anymore. I mean, they used to have to figure out a way to pay for the day to get me there. And to, I had to close down shop or I had to have, you know, say five, six people come and, and take my clients. This is really easy now. It's very, very convenient. So I'm traveling everywhere. It's great, even though I don't leave here. And, and travel is also, you know, a lot of times for entrepreneurs and business owners, one of the things that we say that we want or that we enjoy is, is freedom. And that comes in a lot of different ways. But if you have, if you have an online component, you could go somewhere. Let's say you want to go to Hawaii for two weeks and maybe still serve some clients that don't know how to live without you. You can get a workout in, you can say, all right, well, now I'm done. I'm going to train some clients and then go back to some vacation and sip some Mai Tais on the beach. You can be anywhere and train them just like they can be anywhere and get trained by you. Yes, that is true. So when the pandemic hit and everybody, the sky is falling and it, it hurt a lot of businesses who weren't ready to pivot. You were just like, all right, I know what I can do. I'm going to have this thing I can offer to as many people as, as want it. I can, I can scale myself to the extent that I can. So you, you were pretty prepared for this, you know, to hit the fan. I was, I didn't expect it to blow up like it did. I didn't think people would receive. Now, mind you, the online is only one component. I have the small group and the one-on-one, -on -one, but I think after all of the scare and, you know, immune systems and vaccines, and we can get into all of that stuff, but I think people found the small, intimate, gym experience to be just what they were looking for. They didn't want the masses. They didn't want the fear. So where people were not doing so well, I was trying to figure out a way to, you know, handle and service everybody that was coming through the door. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so yeah, you have the online thing covered and then being in Florida is, is an advantage in these times or has been because I know it was a little bit regional, but how long did you have to go in between being able to actually train people legally in person about a month. Get anybody in trouble about, about a month to six weeks that's okay. just about a month to six weeks with shutdown um but everyone went virtual and okay. even my i found a way to even do the small group training mm -hmm. virtually where i can have everybody log in and everyone had to buy a few things off of amazon you know just some bands and some dumbbells and but we made a way to to not stop we did not stop we drove through this head on so. okay so four to six weeks, everybody regroup, pivot, get this thing going. You have the online, then you've got people that can come and train with you one-on-one um, -on -one or up, up to five or six people that you can train at home. So you make this switch and you're training a lot of people. You're not a 20 person, you know, starter home gym business. This, you have more clients right now than some 5,000 square foot brick and mortar gyms that have been around for 10 years. So we're not, you know, and, and you don't have to share your numbers, but we're not a, it's not a little fly by night operation. You get a lot of clients. So what I'm curious about, well, there are a lot of things, but mainly is right now with the clientele that you have, how many are clients that were pre-existing and how many are people that have embraced this new thing that you have in rough percentages since you've pivoted about two years ago? Um, about 30 to 35% are online, which are my older clients. I was an hour, my brick and mortar was an hour away, about 47 mm -hmm. minutes away. So that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a little bit of a drive for people. That's two hours out of your day before your training time. So those people I've retained, but online. So all of the people that are face-to-face, one-on-one, all of that's new. Um, so only about 30%, 30, 35%. 
Wow. So as your business stands right now, uh, two thirds of it fully are new clients. They're, you know, something that you more or less built from scratch at home at, at the snap of a finger because you needed to pivot and you weren't going to leave all these people who wanted to train, who wanted to help in the lurch. So you've basically built a new successful business. It's not that you just survived COVID and kept some people. This is something that you've built recently. Oh, yes. Two years. Okay. Not even, so, we're not even two years. I mean, to be fair, yeah. through all of this, we're probably a little over, probably a little over a year. Mm -hmm. So the biggest question that I have with that qualifiers, how have you done it? Like, how have you gotten the word out? How have you gotten people to say like, oh, I, I saw this thing. I'm, you know, I heard about it, whatever it is. Like, how are people finding you in this, this new version of what you're doing, really flocking to the point where you're, you're bursting at the seams? I would love to say it's referral. Um, however, that's the second part of it. Um, the first part of it is I had to embrace the online. Um, I have a almost 16 year old daughter who I begged to help me with Instagram. Uh, I put an Instagram account up. I have a Facebook account and I do my best just to post little things every day, maybe two posts a day, just what, what it looks like here, what uh, successes are coming through the door. Um, I just recently had a girl that started with me. She's been working out every day for her life. I mean, this is, she, she considered herself a, a gym rat but yet was still pretty heavy, couldn't figure out how to make things work for her. And she didn't understand. Well, come to find out she wasn't activating the right muscles in the right way. She was recruiting other muscles. You know, unless you have that one-on-one -on -one attention with someone who really knows, you could be doing things incorrectly. Well, within the first 13 days, she lost 15 pounds. So posted a little picture of her and a little, you know, text message she sent me just woohoo, I can't believe it. You know, I'm making these huge, you know, gains in such a short amount of time. And it's, it's little success stories like this throughout that I think help. People love to see the before and the after. Now, mind you, I have some huge successes, but it's the steps along the way, those small little, even non-scale victories. You know, I had someone send me a message, you know, I've never been able to go to my favorite restaurant, Benihana, because couldn't walk up the steps to get there. And in the last eight years, we've avoided that place because I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. It's not wheelchair accessible. I couldn't get in. And she sent me a picture of her and her husband sitting, eating dinner, and then walking on the beach on even ground afterward. So I think it's really posting these kind of, you know, steps in their journey, I think really are what are bringing people in. Um, but it's all social media. I mean, you have to, and again, I'm no expert. Um, I'm doing it myself. And I, some days I, this week, I don't think I put anything on social media. I didn't have the time. So at two o'clock in the morning, when I should be sleeping, I post one or two things and people really want to see uh, everyone else's journey. And I think that helps motivate people because we're all in the same place at some point. And it's just, that's that fear of walking through the door. If I can get them through the door, I can help. Awesome. Awesome. And, and it really is, it's not just what you're putting out there. It's, you can back it up. It's, you know, not, this is, you know, one out of every thousand clients gets this kind of treatment or feels this way. Like you're putting, you know, at the fear of being cliched, like heart and soul into every single person. And then tons and tons of technical training background in, you know, you're not just somebody with a weekend certification. You've got tons of, of experience, much college, <laughs> a, yes. bunch, a bunch of real info behind it. Not just, you know, Hey, I can, I can put this pin in the right setting and, and, you know, watch, watch you do some pec flies. You're putting a lot into each one of these clients. So sharing those stories been really powerful. 
So you've built this up, you know, a year and a half uh, ish that it's been, and now you're one woman show and you want to help as many people as possible, but you realistically, you know, maybe you could get someone here and there, but you're pretty much full, right? You, are you on a waiting list? Are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, the way it works, you know, if, and like I tell everybody, of course, I want to keep my clients forever. Who doesn't? Um, there's a comfortability level. And I have clients that have been with me now for 17 years. So I do have that. And, you know, I, I see them three days a week. They have their times. But I would be lying if I didn't tell. I mean, I have to tell everybody. My job is to teach you how to do this yourself so you don't need me. And granted, I'm always here. If you ever want to come back through the door, if you want to come take classes. You know, I don't recommend classes for everybody. You have to be at a point where you know your body. I mean, yes, I can help you. Um, but you have to be consistently doing things correctly to get in a group, a group setting. Um, so when it comes to the private one-on-one, -on -one, that that is, I don't want to say that's the crux, but that that's the busiest part of my business. And um, once people are over their hurdles and their issues, I kind of kick them out. You know, I say, start coming to class. Come to class. I think you're ready for it. If you want to come once a week, you want to come once every two weeks, you want to see me whenever you want to see me, by all means. So no, I mean, there is no waiting list. Um, again, I don't say no. I try my best not to say no. So I'm working 7.30 a.m. till about 9, 9.30 at night. Um, one weekend day off. And sometimes I even work on Christmas morning and Thanksgiving. I know my kids are going to kill me, but I, I truly care. And, and everyone's success is my success. So I, I'm in this. Okay. So you are, you're there, you're very busy, maybe a little bit of trouble saying no, but it comes from that drive and that passion to help people. But I love that you are not, you're not afraid to almost make yourself like a hair away from obsolete. Like as a teacher, I'm trying to give you the tools to not need me. And then that can translate. And there are a lot of people with a scarcity mindset, like, well, if they don't need me, then they're not going to pay my premium prices anymore. But it's got to be a really good feeling when someone's like, you know what, Janina, I could probably do this on my own, but I want to keep training with you. I want, you know, that extra eye you know, the extra opinion. I'm not going to go to school for all these years to do it. I can do the movements, but I bet you every session, you're going to give me something extra. So they don't need you, but they want to be there. And that's going to be when you feel like, all right, this is, it's not the end of the journey, but it's kind of the pinnacle. It is. And unfortunately, life happens. We age thing, you know, we have injuries and we have illnesses. So I know that the door is always going to be open and that they can always come back if they need be. So if need be. All right. So one of the things you're, you're doing uh, to allow yourself a little breathing room is you have built out the, the small group, the class model to where if somebody is ready, they can go and do that. Still get interaction from you, correction, get the watchful eye. Um, but again, that's going to have its limits too. And then there's only so much space in the gym that you're working out now. So the wheels are starting to turn on maybe another location or two locations. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been keeping my eye open and I'm thinking, yes, I, I think that might be that. Well, not might be. That is the next step. Um, I, I didn't think it would happen so quickly, but I'm so grateful that I was received so well here. Um, and that is that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, each side of town. I would like to stay in Port St. Lucie. I love the location. Um, something maybe nearby here um, and then something a little more east so that I can service more. Got in, in the, that was one of the things I was going to say that it was a takeaway, like your previous location was, you know, 47, 46 minutes away, not looking to branch out quite so far away from home base 
at this point going forward? Not yet. I mean, we'll see what comes. Okay. I'm rolling with the punches. I didn't expect this. So. so as you look at this and have the potential to, all right, I've built this back up. I've got this opportunity. I'm going to go back into some brick and mortars. You had it before. Are there going to be any significant differences for you in what your newer locations look like? You're going to do anything differently than you did before? Like, what's the next incarnation going to feel like? Um, I just, I want to be able to uh, appeal to more. I mean, right now the classes are limited to six people per class. Now I love that. Um, and I think there was a real need for that small, intimate feeling. When you come for a class, it's not a class like you think. It's not a class like when you walk into a, an LA fitness or a Gold's gym. This is me as a trainer, as a physiologist, looking at your form. I go through a whiteboard. I demonstrate everything or have someone demonstrate everything for me. And we go through the motions and I am on top of your butt the whole entire time. I'll hand you heavier weights, take away heavy weights and give you lighter weights. I make sure the form is good. If I look at you and I repeat something 18 times, it's because you need to make that change, but I don't want to single you out. You get that attention that you need. So I want to keep that small feel, but I also want to create a space for more one-on-one. -on -one. I'd like to, you know, hire on some physical therapists, more physiologists, if I can find some there, you know, I know there's some in Boca Raton, which is a little more than an hour away where we're few and far between. They don't do that kind of schooling anymore. Well, they do, but it's just not, it's called sports medicine now. So it's a little bit different. Um, but I, I'd look to find, you know, a good two or three other people that do that. So we can have more of that that medical aspect to things as well. All right, so your eyes are open to the possibilities. Real estate is always one of those things that you, you can't just make it up, it has to be there. So that's not something you have a lot of control over and, and can sometimes be a little bit of a hurdle or a roadblock. So you've got your eyes open, that's gonna be important, finding the right location in the right place. Do you have any other challenges that you foresee in getting getting back into those brick and mortar spaces? Um, I need some great people. Um, it seems as though uh, people are uh, not as motivated to work anymore. I'm a great employer. Um, I, you know, this is my baby. So I'm going to treat, we're only as good as our, our, our weakest link or our underlink. So I'm going to treat someone very well and appreciate their knowledge. Um, I said for a long time that I wouldn't train anybody, that I wanted someone who had experience, and I do want that. Um, but for the right people, there are there are positions where I can train, and I, I'm just looking for the right motivated people because with that, we can grow. Absolutely. Okay, so looking even further out into the future, um, you know, you still seem to have a lot of a lot of zeal for this, a lot of passion. The next step is one or two brick and mortar locations, and some things you said. Do you think that's going to be, is that going to be it? Do you think that's going to be what you do until you retire? Or do you see some other things that you want to accomplish before you're done? Well, I want to do, I mean, I, I, yes, I want to continue in this avenue, but I totally see, and something that I've been working on is creating a library um, where someone can buy membership and they can, you know, have videos. So those that do travel, those that are on a different um time zone can, I mean, one of my girls that just lost over a hundred pounds with me just moved to California and there's a three hour difference. She can make it work and we can work privately. But she said to me, I would love to have a, an option where I can just have you wherever I go at whatever time, you know, say I have an additional 30 minutes and I want to pop on, you know, and just see you. So I think we're going to work on a, a library. Well, that is in the works, a, a library at this point, um, you know, an on-demand type thing. So. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, it's philosophical time, philosophical Friday, end of our interview. 
one of my favorite things to ask people who put some time into this game, if there's anything that you could go back and, and tap yourself on the shoulder or maybe give yourself a shake, depending on the type of person you are, and tell yourself, you know, one piece of wisdom, one lesson, is there anything that really stands out that you'd like to tell uh, younger, earlier career you? Oh boy, I guess trust your gut, trust your gut, really. Um, believe in yourself and you can do anything. Fair enough, right? Just just go out there and if you feel it, you probably should be doing it. That's, that's exactly it. There's been a lot of hesitation and I'm sure with many there are, um, but if you put your heart and soul into anything, I don't think no matter what the outcome is, it's not failure, so. That's a lot of wisdom right there. If you didn't catch that, rewind 15 seconds and listen again and internalize that. Janine, we are just about officially out of time here. Before I let you go, I need to know where can our listeners find you? Website, what are the social media handles? Where do they, where do they look for you online? Sure, sure. Um, website is www.hereandzen.com. Um, Facebook, I believe, is Janine Chamberlain. Here and Zen Fitness and Physio, and Instagram, I think, is the same thing. Janine. Here and Zen. Fitness. Um, my number is five six one five zero two five two five zero, and we welcome in person and online. So I would love to help you. All right. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. I love hearing what you're doing. I think probably blew some people's minds how quickly everything has gone from a pivot to a flourishing business. And hopefully we can catch up in the future and see what the next stage looks like. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Dominic. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. I wish you continued success. To everybody out there listening, of course, we wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and a lot of inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show today is Jim from Jim's Gym out in Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I am excellent. Thank you, Brooke, for having me. I'm really excited to have you here today, Jim, and to learn more about your fitness business. But Really, before we dive in, uh, you know, into that and we get down that path, tell me, Jim, what was it that made you decide to open up a fitness business? 
Um, it's always been a passion. Like fitness has always been a passion in my life. I've always tried to stay healthy, exercising, lifting weights. Um, it's always been part, a big part of my life. And as I was going to school for nursing, um, also the medical field was where I was headed into nursing when I was going to school. As I was going to school for nursing, I took a personal training certification course through um, ISSA, International Sports Science Association out of Los Angeles, California. I got certified and started personal training in some public gyms as I was going to school for nursing. And my business slowly started growing. And before you knew it, it was kind of blowing up when I got put on a waiting list for the nursing program. My business was pretty much blowing up at this time. I was really happy that it was growing. I was working out of a number of public gyms. Um, and then, so I gave up the, the nursing. They threw another test at me, more tests, more money. And I thought, you know what? My business is really growing with the personal training and I'm getting the same gratification, if that's the right word, as far as I did like when I'm an EMT helping people, I'm getting the same feeling when I'm helping my clients when they're coming back to me saying that they don't have to use their hands getting out of chairs or how strong they're feeling and how much weight they lost. The list goes on and on. And that makes me feel just as good as it did when I was an EMT and I still am an EMT, but that's what I'm getting at. I love, it's, it's a passion. I love helping people get what they want to improve their health or their lifestyles. It's just, it's an amazing feeling. I, I don't know what else more someone can do in life but to help other people. And like, yeah, it's just, I, I truly love coming to work. I feel absolutely horrible and hate canceling. If I have to cancel on a client, you know, maybe I got a migraine headache. I don't hardly ever get sick, but when I got to cancel, it's probably for a migraine or something. And it's different than when I worked for a, co a company in the past, calling in sick, yeah, I'm gonna take a day off, you know, watch TV and not have, I didn't feel too guilty. Um, but now I got people relying on me. So I, I love my job. I don't want to let my people down. I love my clients and I know they look up to my workouts and coming here and getting what they need. So, um, that's my passion and, the, my business blew, grew and come COVID. Um, I ended up getting my own gym now, my own personal, my own gym. It's a private personal training facility right down on main street in Black River Falls um nice. yeah that's awesome like I think I think it's cool because people who are passionate about health and fitness they're usually like the most passionate people right um mm -hmm. because we know like that this can totally change somebody's life and we're so convicted in that um and it's a really nice thing to hear that conviction in your voice when you're talking about about this and so now you build this awesome business off of something that you're passionate about health and fitness you have Jim's gym um, so for our clients, Jim, tell us a little bit, you know, about, I guess, give us an elevator pitch as to, you know, who you are at your facility, what services you provide, and just kind of paint that picture. Obviously all gyms are a little bit different. So tell us about Jim's gym. Okay. So Jim's gyms, Jim's gym offers, um, both male and female trainers. I think that's very, very important to have both male and female trainers, um, to make each client uh, more comfortable if they want a female trainer and not me or vice versa. I also believe strongly in being that this is a private facility. There's a lot of people that are nervous to go to public gyms where they're getting looked at, they're getting judged. Um, 
And there's a lot of eyes out there in the public gym. Here's private. There's nobody else in here. You might be working at the same time with another train, another trainer working with a different client, but you're one-on-one -on -one with me or my other trainer in a private, you know, in a private gym here with all, you know, we have all brand new equipment. We have everything we need here to get the goals hit for my clients. Yeah. Yeah. So mostly personal training. So you're doing training one-on-one -on -one with the client. Um, yep. Do you guys offer like any, do you have any people that come in and train like semi-private, like maybe two friends or a couple? Is that something that yep. you offer? Yep. Good question. Thank you uh, for reminding me to go further into this. Yes, we offer group training as well. So we do have some two, three um, small group training where they get a discounted rate if they share a workout with a friend or somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, we do boot camp classes as well. Sometimes we focus just on the glutes, on the booty, booty boot classes or core classes. Mm -hmm. um, we have a yoga studio upstairs that I'm very, very proud of on my website. If, you'll, if we're going to be able to put that on this podcast, um, <laughs> you'll see my gym and all the pictures of my beautiful studio of the yoga studio. We have yoga. I have three yoga instructors counting myself. Um, and so we put on yoga classes in morning and evenings through the week. That's one of my, I, I, that's something I fell in love with too, it was yoga. I never really thought I would, but once I tried it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing experience physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. So yoga, boot, boot camp classes, um, the small group training and one-on-one, -on -one. We, you know, and there's also private yoga, one-on-one -on -one yoga. I have a few people that come in just for some private yoga that don't want to do it in a class. So a number of things that we offer here. Yeah. So, um, with the yoga, the boot camps, how often are you guys running those? Is that something that's scheduled every day, every week? Um, do you have a large population of people that are taking advantage of that? Or is it just, you know, people who are kind of doing one-on-one -on -one training, they also do that once in a while? That's exactly how they do it. So I have a lot of clients that will jump into the boot camps once in a while. Right now, as I speak, the boot camps are kind of on hold because it's this time of year. I don't care what facility, what gym you're talking about. They'll probably all agree with me this time of year, like right. boot camp classes and yoga classes kind of fall apart. The people, it's vacation time, school's out and people want to travel and, and go on vacations. So the classes and with the nice weather too, you know, winter's over here in Wisconsin now. So with the nice weather, people want to get out and be outside more often. So with the classes, the numbers go down. Right now, we took a break on the boot camp classes. They were on the weekends. Um, we like to try to get one during the week and then at least one on the weekends for the boot camps. And the yoga classes are, there's one on a Wednesday morning, one on a Tuesday evening and mine are normally on Thursday nights but I had to take a break from them um, I had some other issues things come up in life I just had needed to back off that for a little bit but I'm right. soon to get those going again yeah I mean this business is it's it's easy to burn out if we're doing this you know 10 hours a day every day right it's just not it's not realistic um, and so for you right now how many clients total are training within the facility? Okay, so in on my busy days, on Mondays and Tuesdays and Fridays, 
are my busy, I'm sorry, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays are my busy days. That's where I have clients that hit me up three times a week and they're my busy days. And I, I'm usually on the clock from five in the morning till 6.30 to 7.30 at night on the, on the average on Monday and Wednesdays. Fridays are a nice solid group of 10 hours, normally five to two or three, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, I'm a little slower. Um, those people are, it's twice a week with those. So it's a little bit of a lighter day, which is nice because I have heavier days and it's mm-hmm. nice to have a light day as well. Did I answer <laughs> yeah. your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that okay. totally answered my question. So, uh, um, so I would say 20, I could, I could, I did. So to go further into your answer, not to interrupt you, I would say I, I worked on the average on a Monday and Tuesday because I do some small group training as well. And the per- one-on-ones on these days, all together, I can work 20 on a heavy day. I can work 20, uh, 20 to 23 clients in one day. Wow. So um, 20 to 23 clients in one day. Now, I always like to ask, Jen, you currently have about 30, I would say it's about 35 clients total. Is yep. that a place where, Jim, you're comfortable or do you want more clients? Ideally, would you have more clients Will you have more members? Like, where are you at in that that realm? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. I I want to build that. I I do want to build that. On my later days, I'm getting in a better attitude to filling some gaps now because they're those lighter days are growing, and which when they grow, in the personal training field, you have gaps, especially when you start out. You have gaps. Gaps suck. Um, you don't want gaps because what do you, you're not making money, right? <laughs> you're not working. So right now, my Tuesdays and Thursdays, yep, I had to take a couple in the later afternoon. So I got a big gap in my midday, but that's all right. I can get plenty of stuff done on my to-do list, so to speak, and paperwork for the business. But now I'm willing to take on more clients on these days to fill these gaps in. And like I said, I'm going to be hiring more trainers to help me out in some of these areas to fill, to fill in with these new clients that I'm going to be taking on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess my question to you would be, how are you guys finding clients? Like, what are you actively doing right now to acquire clients? Like, where are they hearing about Jim's gym? Jim's gym, brf.com. My website is a big one i have ever since i got that up that has been the number one um connection for new clients for people finding me it used to be word of mouth and facebook that was the big one my clients would go out and and put me out there on facebook and say this guy is awesome give him a shot i lost 100 pounds with him give him a try he's very good um so his word of mouth was the biggest one for me to growing my business once I got my website up, I started making it a kind of a protocol to ask these potential new clients at the, at the consultations, how did you hear about me? I need to know where to invest my money for advertising. I'm using it for future um, quality improvement, basically. Right. Um, and the website is it. I need, to, I need to keep improving on my website. Right now, I went through a transition with the website from one girl made it for me, bless her heart. I didn't know anything about websites. She did a client did it for me for, for, for nothing. Um, and it was, like I said, it got me a lot of clients. It wasn't, and 
I had changed um, hosts now and I had to do it all myself and learn a lot of it. And now I got it switched over and I have a, my website back up and running. It was down for maybe a couple months. And so were the numbers. My clientele went, I'm like, what is up? What's going on? And I found out, I didn't even know my website was down until wow. I got a phone call. So I got it up and running and six more clients like right now. Yeah, websites are great because when we have an up and running website, people that are actively looking for a gym, all they have to do is Google us and they find, or Google like gym near me and they find us. Sure. Right. But there's also, and you and I both know, there's also a population of people out there in our community, community, no matter how small or how large our community is, who could benefit from our services, but might not one, be looking, they might not actively be Googling gyms near me, or two, they might not even realize that they need a gym. They might be sitting at home feeling uncomfortable with themselves. Maybe they haven't moved around a lot in the past few years. They have some fitness goals. They don't know how to get started, but then they come across you, right? And then, and then they come across you again. And then that third time they finally reach out. This is happening in today's world through like digital ads, Facebook, Instagram, places like that. Is that something that you guys have tapped into for your business? I would say that's a, I don't know. Can you kind of repeat that question for me? It's okay. A little. So, yeah. So, you know, in today's world or no matter when there's people out there who need health and fitness, but they might not be Googling it. Right. Right, um, right now you're reaching clients who are looking for a gym but how do you reach those clients who aren't actively searching gyms near me right and people do this through advertising do you guys do any sort of advertising for the business other than the website right so every once in a while I will put an ad in the paper because I because you know there's a lot of um uh, a lot of the older mm -hmm. folks they don't go on the um, Facebook. They, not everybody uses Facebook. So I right. do put it in our local paper. Um, I've had the local radio station ask me to advertise for me. I have not yet taken advantage of that. But the, so the newspaper and radio will be a couple of places I do reach out to for advertising. I will use that radio. That is going to be a good one for a different age group that listens to the local station here. And then um, the other one was, oh, I lost my train of thought uh, for the advertising. Yeah. yeah, I lost my train of thought. There was okay. one more. So advertising right now for you looks like really the website. You occasionally will run an um, ad in a newspaper, which for, like you said, the older population, it's great because yep. they're looking in that area. Um, and they might come across an ad that sparks an interest for them. And then, um, you know, they're, they're interested. Right. Um, but there right. is a population of people in communities who are on social media. If we can put out some sort of ad to try to pull them in, it's a great resource for us because you and I both know that since this whole pandemic happened, everybody's spending way, way too much time on their phone. I mean, you and I yep. are here meeting virtually, Right. So right. everything is virtual. So if we can reach clients in those areas, fill up our gym, it benefits us. Is right. that an area that you've really thought about at all or no? Um, it is. Yes. As far as like maybe even like online training, perhaps is would be kind of poss a possibility. I've thought a lot about that. I'm like way behind thousands and thousands of trained personal trainers out there that are doing online training. 
Um, I'm not there yet. That is a good, uh, that is something I am going to proceed. And I do want to, um, I do need some help with that and learning how to do online training and put up a four week program or six or eight week program and go, you know, I've been doing some, a little bit of research on how to go about that. And again, it comes down to time management and it's like, you got to work, you got family, employees, hobby, it's hard to get that time to how do my, when am I going to get, go online training? When am I going to make this happen? Um, again, it's one of my goals as you asked in the yeah. beginning. Um, so that's something, there is another advertising that I did last year that I won't do this year. Cause I learned again, I'm back to quality improvement. When I was asking these questions, where did you hear about me? I did a, a cost. It doesn't matter what it cost. Um, it was an advertising at a local bar and uh, bar restaurant restaurant bar and grill and they have a tv a large tv up in their corner of their restaurant and bar for advertising and then my picture of my gym that you can see behind me my king kong and all that all of that was on there but i didn't get any hits no one not one person said yeah. hey i saw you at at this uh restaurant so i won't be spending my money in that field of advertising again. Yeah, that's hard, right? You're right. advertising a gym in a restaurant. It's not, <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah. you know. I thought it, I but, thought it was you know, you learn, you learn. Yep, right. You take <laughs> so chances. You when you're doing, when you, when you grow your own business, you take chances. Yeah, that's, that's a great trait that you have, Jim, because there are people who are afraid to take the chances. Right, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to fail. That's the thing. You can't be right. afraid to fail. Right. And so I guess, you know, the online training is another goal, right? Another, and, and with, with that goal, that looks like an additional stream of revenue coming into yes. the business. And that's yes. what we want, right? In Absolutely. a personal training business, in any gym, we don't want just one stream of revenue coming in. We want a bunch of streams Multiple. of revenue. Um, so that our business is kind of running um, on its own. We can kind of step away if we need to, and it's still, the revenue is still right. flowing. Right. Um, so what does that look like for the future for you? Online training, what else? Yeah. What else do you hope to add? My yoga, my, my yoga studio. That is like what I'm, I'm sitting in my gym right now with all my brand new equipment doing this podcast, and I love it. It's all brand new matrix, top of the line equipment. It's beautiful. But you know what? It was all bought and brought in, whatever. My yoga studio, I tore the room apart from what it used to be in two or three office offices, um, insurance offices. I tore the, I redid the whole room. I stripped the floor down to the original wood floor. And I almost had a car, guy come in and put a new floor in for me for yoga. And I thought, you know, let me see what the floor looks like. And I've never redid, redid floors before. It was a lot of work and it took a lot of time. It, a lot of my clients, I still thank them. They volunteered time helping me get my studio so beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I love it. So one of my goals as far as that, I want yoga in my studio every day. I don't want there's enough people in this town. There should be a, my yoga class should be, there should be a class going on there every day. One in the morning, one at night. There's a lot of people in this community and in every community I have no idea of the benefits they can get out of yoga that yeah. is something I need I'm really scratching my head on how can I reach people that have never tried yoga 
to get them in here to try it one time. I mean, I'm offering free classes. First timers are free. Come and try this because you don't even know what you're missing. When you walk out of this room after an hour of yoga or even 45 minute classes, whatever, um, how you feel physically and mentally, like until you try it, they don't know what they're missing. And it's, that's one of my, that's one of my, um, where, where I'm stuck. I'm like, how do I reach those people? Like we talked, you talked about a little bit ago that aren't on Facebook, that aren't on, that aren't going to see my website. How do I reach the people that don't know I'm even here that live here? And that should get in here to try my, try this yoga because it's, I have a lot of pride in my yoga studio. It's right downtown main street. Yes. I have competitive there's yoga in a public another public gym that I used to work at up there, they have two or three yoga studios. And I had even one of my trainers works there. That's okay. But um, like, again, this is a private yoga studio. And I just, I know something's telling me inside, like I can do better here. I got to do better. There's opportunity here. I got to step it up somehow. Yeah. So you said, you know, there's people that can benefit from this. You're enthusiastic about health and fitness. You are convicted that yoga can help people in your com community. You're convicted that personal training can help people in your community, but you're just, the problem is you just don't know how to reach them. Right. 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 How do you, how to get them to try it? There are so many people, Brooke, that, um, off the yoga subject, when they are in the consultations, like people, people are working out right now that haven't come to me. They're working out training because their goal is to come to me and they come to me. Finally they come to me and they say, I've been working out the last three months trying to build up myself up for you. And I'm like, well, you should have just came three months ago. They're scared when they come, they're nervous. Every client that co comes to me is extremely nervous, which is expected. It's, it's a different thing when someone hires a personal trainer. It, um, my, so my biggest goal is to let's break that ice. Let's cut the nerves. Let's cut, and I think usually with my communication skills, I usually, can get them laughing and feeling more comfortable right away. But that's different, you know, getting them in for the personal training. People are know what they want when it comes to that. When it comes to yoga, that nobody's done yoga before, they have no, well, why would I try it? They don't know what it's about. It's not in their lifestyle. So it's like, it's like I need to. Hook it's them. like a constantly evolving thing in this industry of like how we're going to reach our clients, it's always evolving. Like where we used to find clients five years ago looks a lot different than where we used to find clients today. And today, what I've seen from talking to a bunch of gym owners, all different types of gym owners, they put some kind of, you know, offer out there. Um, and on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Google, and it reached, they, they're able to target people in their community that could benefit from this population, age, whatever it might be, they target that community and then boom, you know, we start getting leads coming in and then we just have to get them in the front door to kind of show them like, Hey, this could change your life. Right. Let me show you how, um, but getting them in the front door is most people's problem, right? We don't know how to do that. You and I right. were fitness experts. We could teach a fitness class or a personal training in our sleep, most likely, but yep. We, we probably don't know much about the marketing side of things. There's definitely resources out there to help you with that, but, um, it's hard. Um, and so I want to ask you, Jim, if I could hand you a magic wand and I was like, boom, Jim, all your, your goals for this business have come true. You've reached all of them. What would that picture look like for you? Hmm. 
I would be in a larger, a larger facility where I could do more CrossFit um, exercises. I really love full body CrossFit stuff. I love the full body workouts um, and power lifting. I, I wish I had a little bit more room because my gym is getting filled up with, with my equipment. I am buying new stuff when I, when I can and what I feel I need. Um, so more space, increasing the yoga classes, um, a couple of more trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I answering your question correctly again? Yeah. Or am I, I'm getting yeah. off track. So I this think. Is all, no, this is all great. This all goes for your business. But I want to ask you, Jim, like for you, do you want to be able to go on that honeymoon with your wife that like you missed all those years she'd be, ago? She'd be screaming right now don't, at me. She'd be yelling yes. And we, we, we're always kind of talking about it. And we're trying to, like, we have the tickets are still there put on hold. So it's not money lost. Yeah, we got to do that one of these so, days. Yep. So Jim, what has to happen for that to be a reality for you? For that honeymoon to Hawaii with your wife after opening up this business and going down this crazy rabbit hole that we all don't realize how difficult it's going to be until we actually do it. What, what do you have to do now to make that a possibility for you and your wife? I would like to get one more trainer in here. So I could have two trainers to, to keep the, the business running while I'm gone. That's a big one right there is I would like to keep the revenue coming in while I'm on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's one of them. That's huge. And I think, you know, once you were able to bring on another trainer, it makes the reality of you guys taking on more clients and all of that a little bit more realistic right now. Right. right now, you know, 35 clients, two people, you're starting to experience that burnout. There's not really a whole lot of room for growth right now, but bringing in that set, that second trainer other than yourself, I think it will be right. a lot, a lot uh, better for you. Um, Jim, do you guys have, um, a page or can you shout out your Facebook page your Instagram page or your website? Where can our listeners go to find out more about your facility? Sure. So my Facebook page is, uh, Jim's gym. Um, let me double check. Yeah. It's just Jim's gym. Um, you might be able to Google me under, you know, the, or with Facebook Jim Suchanik, but you should be able to find Jim's gym under my, um, that's what it is. My the Jim's gym is under that for Facebook, um, Instagram. I'm not real big on Instagram right, right now. I have touched it a little bit, but I'm not real big on it. Again, that's something I could probably improve on and do more on that. That would definitely reach out. I know that's a real big one, um, that I could improve on. I also want to go step, take a step back with my female trainer. Her name is Abigail Lear, and she's absolutely outstanding with what she's doing. Um, I did go on a vacation where she was able to, um, I took my son to Los Angeles. We spent um, about a week there in Los Angeles, uh, and she was able to take off her main job and cover and work for me full time. She took all my clients for a full week while I was on vacation. So Abigail is I want to put her up into that management level at someday. We've talked about that, about increasing her clientele. I want her to get her some anatomy classes as well. So she can be a better trainer too. It all is going to fall into place for her as she keeps moving along. 
uh, education is a big one when it comes to these new trainers. It's something I'm going to ask them to do is take some more classes to learn the body. So they can, I need somebody to cover me while I'm gone. That would, that would help. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that's huge in order for you to be able to, to scale, to really grow this business, you're going to definitely need some more help. You're going to need to kind of move Abigail into a different role so you can kind of step out a little bit. And I'm really excited to see that happen for you. I'm really excited to kind of follow along for that journey. And Jim, I appreciate you really opening up today about, you know, your story within the industry and for our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.